today we're focusing on an incredibly important topic with our guests, diversity and inclusion. Um, this has been a recurring theme through a number of our, our conversations to date, something that Marissa touched on with one of our previous speakers, Manuel, from Samsara, um, who shared a great analogy uh, when it comes to inclusive hiring. Um, you're not lowering the bar, you're widening the gate. This really resonated with us, so we set out to find a speaker who would elaborate even further on this topic for us all today. Someone whose company is considered exemplary when it comes to driving diversity and inclusion and forwards as they scale up. With this, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Tom Ekstoma, Senior HQ People Partner at Barcelona-based startup and Europe's fastest growing delivery player, Globo. Good morning, Tomek. How's it going? Good morning. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Very, very good. Um, Thank you for that introduction. This is like um, a really good topic and a very important topic. So uh, thank you for inviting me for this. Welcome. It's our pleasure. Um, so for those listening in that don't know you, could you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, yeah, have you always been in people-focused roles? Kind of how have you arrived to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, uh, again, I'm Tomek. I'm, 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 I, I come from Poland, but I live here in Barcelona for a while. Um, so uh, how I usually introduce myself, I like I, uh, I'm a psychologist by graduation. So I have always been interested in you know psychology or human relations, communication, and stuff like this. Mm. Well. That's actually a bit of a lie because the first job that I uh, that I dreamed of was actually to become a pop star, because you know, <laughs> I was like, I was a kid, a teenager, brought up in Poland when you know we just soon, uh, we, just soon after the Poland opened up to the like the world actually, and the, the like the window to my world was MTV, and so I used to watch MTV, and I thought like I want to be like the, those people in MTV. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like to be a bit more serious, like I did um, study psychology, and I always wanted to kind of do something for people. Mm. Um, I've never wanted to be a psychotherapist because I thought that like this is too sad for me, and I'm like really uh, a joyful person, so I wanted to kind of be a bit more kind of on a, on a positive note. So. Um, so, uh, so yes, I've always been in a kind of uh, a focus on the career in kind of a people department. Um, but then I had some silly jobs and like, like yeah, I did like a lot of weird stuff like guiding tours, uh, like selling uh, furniture or like even you know teaching theater at schools. So like that was a, that was a bit of a, my kind of student's time. And then I had my real job that was a, an IT help desk job. And then I, mm -hmm. basically, I, uh, this is my first encounter with the tech world. That was just early 2000. So like, you know, tech world is defi was definitely something different than it is today. So right now, after 20 years of being in that industry, I see how, how massively it has changed and grown. But that was my first encounter with the tech. And I thought, I thought to myself, this is the world I want to continue my career. But obviously, I wanted to be a, like somebody in HR because this is something that, you know, I was studying. I was being taught. I'm also a coach and I'm a trainer. So, like, you know, the topics like development, you know, engagement, well-being was always uh, uh, on top of my, of my mind. So then uh, I moved to become a recruiter. So I've been a recruiter for a while. And then, you know, throughout different companies, I've progressed to become a people partner. So I did different jobs in HR, but right now I'm a, I'm a people partner for Glovo. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, Aglovo is a you know, multinational company. So that uh, that suits me well because this is the chance to meet uh, people from across the globe. I used to work for French companies, UK, uh, Danish, Finnish. I used to operate in CE. Uh, so right now I'm a I'm a people partner for HQ. So I uh, I deal with uh, I tech and engineering and product. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like the, the, the core of my job is to make sure that people at Glovo is going to have the job of their lives here at Glovo. So this is it. Fantastic. I can see how those, whilst not obvious, very people, customer orientated roles, I can see how that lends itself to the world of recruitment and, and HR for sure. Um, True, even selling you... furniture is like a people-focused job, right? You know, advising. Absolutely. Understanding needs, empathizing with people. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Completely understand. So can you tell us a little bit about Glovo as an organization, um, its mission and its vision? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, uh, Glovo has has started to be uh, as a, a company that that the with a vision like to connect everybody in the city and make sure that the city is easier and smart, smarter for for them. So basically, to uh, the idea was to kind of bring everything that you need in the city to you as a as a citizen, right? So that people can basically enjoy um, uh, you know their lives rather than doing chores and like you know going shopping or like going to buy furniture, for example, like some small furniture. Uh, but basically, like to bring everything that is available in the city to you by, you know, delivery uh, app. And then the main three pillars for us are like the, our customers, our partners, uh, partners, which is like uh, shops, restaurants, and then uh, our couriers. Uh, and then all since the day one, our CEO, Oscar Pierre, uh, has made it really clear that uh, one of the core values and core mission statements for Glovo is going to be, you know, social responsibility. So mm-hmm. since, since the day one, we always believed that, you know, um, we have to bring value to um, all of our stakeholders in mm-hmm. the sense that we are responsible for our careers, we are responsible for our partners and um, uh, and our customers. So in a sense, like we bring value to, let's say, little businesses that like to leverage their businesses to a wider audience, for example, right? Yeah. So uh, since the day one, social responsibility was a key for us. And, you know, this is also something that dragged me into um, to joining Global because I do believe that everybody of us bear responsibility of, you know, being um, respectful, but also bring value to, to each other, right? And care for the world. Mm-hmm. So then uh, our big dream was always, you know, to, so that, you know, uh, Glovo, like portion, uh, portion of our orders will always be a social um, uh, purpose order so that, you know, in COVID it was quite visible so that, you know, so portions of uh, our orders were to deliver, you know, masks to hospitals so like mm-hmm. food to those who need it uh, in the moment of crisis. So uh, um, Glovo has this kind of big statement of being corporate, uh, uh, social, socially responsible. And this is something that we care a lot for. One of our values is, you know, to become a, uh, a kind of a global citizen so that we care for the world in all of our matters. So we, for example, care for um, for environment in a way that we committed ourselves to uh, to uh, offset 100% of our carbon footprint by 2021. It's a big statement. We're still in progress of achieving that. 
we also care for like food waste, uh, sustainable packaging, but also we do uh, um, the programs for our couriers to make sure that you know they will um, have a uh, sustainable but also stable uh, jobs, so that they also have career, that they also have opportunities to grow. Some of our couriers are actually working, like you know, they've made a progress to become from couriers to to join us or HQ offices. So this is also a great uh, movement that we see. So this is Glovo. Um, uh, one one more thing about Glovo is that we really care. We are, we really have we are really ambitious, and we really want to be like you know the that tech hub of South Europe. So like you know the startup that everybody would like to join. And this is one of my missions and one of well, one of my jobs, one of my tasks to make sure that this is happening. Perfect. So many, clearly a very mission-led organization, um, but so much good kind of woven into that in many different streams. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, you've mentioned, kind of touched on a little bit about your, your role within the organization. Um, it'd be great to hear a little bit more about how you see your position in the company, helping them achieve um, that mission and the many submissions. And what are some of your focuses when it comes to talent of people uh, inside the organization over the next, say, six to 12 months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, a people partner is a, is a complex job, first of all, which I actually adore because, like, you know, there's no like similar day, like every day is different and like, you know, I switch from talking about, you know, compensation to talking about personal growth to, you know, solving some of our little dramas. So like uh, a people partner is like uh, somebody that will stay close to the business and will understand what's going on and will help the business to uh, achieve success through people. So uh, this is my key uh, purpose, like to make sure that, you know, the leaders and uh, that uh, employees at Glovo will stay engaged, that will stay inspired, that will stay, you know, included in everything that we do, but also that they will continue to grow. So um, this is like a big statement of a people partner, like to, to keep continue working on engagement, personal growth, but also on diversity and inclusion. So, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the key topics, like it's like coaching leaders, making sure that they are a good tool and I'm not sure whether that's a good word, but like a leader is a, actually for me a tool to make sure that their teams deliver amazing results so that their teams are successful. So I'm trying to stay connected to leaders and make sure that they have the right uh, support in making sure that they uh, are successful in their roles uh, as leaders. Um, uh, I, I make sure that we build, like one of my key focuses right now is actually making sure that we build an environment, a workplace, that is, you know, exciting, that is fun, that is, you know, inspiring, but also that is safe. So that's why a diversity and inclusion is also a big topic for me at the moment. So um, next six to 12 month focuses, making sure that, you know, everybody feels comfortable, safe and excited and growing. Excellent. And as you say, a very complex role with many different layers. Um, some people kind of underestimate the value of the um, the people partner, um, and I completely understand that investment into leaders um, has a huge uh, impact, um, as does not investing in those leaders um, in the rest of the organisation that that sit in there in their org. So I'm with you 100. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally aligned. So I'm sure there have been many, but what would you say have been some of the biggest learnings? Um, 
for you in your career to date from a, a people and talent perspective? Yeah, the biggest learnings, like, yeah, I, I was thinking of that question. Um, and the thing is, like, you know, the, the biggest learning is that you have to learn basically mm. all the time. And actually, this is my biggest learning that, you know, there's not a single day that you don't learn something uh, new because yeah. the world has become so complex and so varied. Uh, everything, you, you know, new technologies, new mindsets, new perspective on things, new trends. You, you know, like, as I said, like the, uh, in the 90s, when I was a teenager, there was like basically one music television. And right now the music industry is like, you know, all over the top. So I, I don't, you know, I don't even use TikTok yet. So, you know, well, maybe <laughs> let's cut, the, cut it out from this review, from this session. But like, you know, but there's so, so many things going on in the world that you have to be on staying constantly on top of what's new, what's fresh what's working, what's not. So, you, but the biggest learning is basically continual learning. And I really enjoy like uh, the, the way um, um, Oscar, the CEO of Glovo is, is putting it. Uh, so uh, he says he used to, he's, he's using, yeah, he, he, the quote from him is like, we're still tiny, which basically gives a perception that, you know, all the time you need to like, kind of do something to progress. You're like, this is this, this humbleness that you, you still continue learning every day. So, you know, although I did, I did have like when I was joining uh, Glovo after, you know, having 13, 15 years of experience in HR, Glovo is a totally different company. So I'm almost starting from a scratch, right? So I'm, I'm still learning new culture, new, new people, right? Uh, new ways of working. So if I would, if you ask me like the biggest learning is, you know, continue grow, continue learning all day because you know there's no one size fit all so you can't you know just what you've learned you just cannot copy that all the time because there will be variances there will be uh, different people that you work so you can you need to continue listening to what's going on in the world you continue um, asking for feedback and learning based on that so that's my biggest learning 100% and it's fascinating how particularly in the in the role that you operate people's needs change and constantly evolve. Um, and what motivates someone six months ago may be different to today. Um, and as you say, that listening and understanding and being able to, to support those people through their individual journey, not just their career journey, is, uh, is a fascinating exercise. Uh, and yes, it is totally I, I, amazing. eyes and ears everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, this is like really like initiatives like this. I really appreciate you doing this because this is a chance for me to also learn from you or hear from you or maybe hear from the audience later on, like some of uh, questions that will open up some new perspectives, right? So you Absolutely. need to be constantly curious, have this kind of open mind and, you know, listen, get feedback and, you know, try out things. I completely agree. And I'd imagine that always be learning is one of these pieces of advice, but um, what is one piece of advice you would give to talent leaders when it comes to building high-performing teams? Yeah, good one. Um, so I, I, uh, I, uh, I did do, I, I think it's four right now or five, like four startup organizations. So I, I did join at the early stages of some of the organizations that I used to support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, scaling up, I've done it four or five times. So like I would say, you know, start with the strategy. You know, you need to have an idea. You need to know what you want. You need to be ambitious. You need to set your goals. But actually, this is not the advice that I want to give. You know, the advice that I want to give is, you know, 
make sure that you will build a culture of the organization because how like there's, there's this quote you know um culture eats strategy for breakfast right so if you don't have uh, uh the the ways it's gonna work the idea how the culture is gonna be built the relationships the connections that uh the values um, uh, then uh, you know you, you're probably gonna fail. Uh, you might have a great idea, but uh, the how is important also. So, uh, oh, that's cool. That's your dog. Interesting. Uh, a different light. That's cool. <laughs> that I think he, he uh, either he likes the idea of adding culture to organization or. Uh, Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> following up on that is like you know uh, I, I, whenever I like I personally whenever I look for a, a new opportunity let's say a progression in my career uh, I would like really read carefully the list of values that the company has uh, and it's really important for me because like so that you know the company will live by the values because this is really the the defining the, the the future relationships that I'm gonna have at work, and you know, although results are really important because majority of us will be probably you know driven by and motivated by you know achieving success and results, but at the same time we will not be alone, right? So you'll be working in a team, you'll be working in a collaboration, you'll be communicating with different uh, peers, colleagues, friends, and etc. So the way the culture is set up, the way uh, the values are uh, are, defi are defined, is totally critical to make sure that you uh, that you achieve the success as an organization and as a leader. So that would be my that would be my piece of advice. You know, focus on the way culture is defined at your organization, and live it. Perfect. Thank you for that. And apologies for the uh, no overexcited cool. over spaniel in the background. I had no idea what <laughs> prompted that. And it's a super valid point. The um, you know the culture of the organisation defines how you move along that path to executing the strategy, right? And defines who who you bring with you and who you don't um, from a motivation perspective. So thank you for that. Some really great points. Um, what would you say is the biggest piece of nonsense um, advice um, that people give when it comes to, to scaling teams and What's one myth that you think desperately needs to be debunked? Yeah, um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like a, I'm really bad in giving advice. Uh, first of all, so like I, I need to maybe I, I should have made made that clear before. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, uh, advice that I give myself a lot actually. You know, uh, and maybe this is a bullshit stuff that I'm trying to work out for myself personally as my personal growth is you know don't don't go for perfect you know because like uh, it's non-existent right so like if you will try to you know do things like the the, the ideal way you will never progress uh and this is something that i'm like constantly and daily fighting to myself so i'm thinking like you know this presentation needs to be perfect so i'm not ready uh, so I will not show it to anyone or uh, this training, this content is not ready. So I'm, you know, fixing it and adding stuff. And then at, at some point, you know, the, the best thing that I could do for myself is like, you know, just show it out, listen to feedback. You know, the, the advice that I just shared before, like, you know, just, you know, try it out, like uh, give it a go. 
uh, ask for feedback, and then you'll progress. And this is something that I'm taking really seriously for myself. But mm -hmm. also, it's, I think it's true for the organization. So here at Glovo, we, we believe like, you know, you just try, give it a go, iterate them, like, you know, talk to people. Like we basically work in a in kind of work in progress mode all the time. And that, you know, we, we actually are progressing. So, you know, from a small Barcelona startup, we are now operating in, you know, 30 cities uh, across the globe. This is an international business. And this is how it started, you know, by trying it out, trying it out you know, adding some functionalities, adding businesses, um, you know, talking to people. So don't wait for, you know, the, your task or the, 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 the challenge that you have or the pro solution that you pr work on to be perfect. Just give it a try, iterate. If you fail, then you will learn and then, you know, you'll try again, right? So this is this constant learning that I'm, I'm still talking about. It's like, you know, don't don't wait for perfect. Yeah, there's definitely a trade-off, isn't there, between sort of pace and perfection. Um, and you'll never do anything for for the desire of perfection. And I have a question on that topic. Like how how would you give members of your team or would you coach your leaders to give permission uh, to their team? <laughs> Yeah. A good one. Actually, um, you know, the, the key is like, you know, the, the, the mindset around failure, right? So, um, so the way you frame failure or mistakes is really important to do that because like if leaders were kind of be a role model and give permission, hey, this is, this is the way we work. We experiment and, you know, there's not going to be punishment. Actually, you know, even, you know, recognizing for failing, is really important so that you know that the, the the coaching that or mentoring that I could deliver to leaders on that topic is like you know give permission to fail recognize you know making mistakes uh, but also recognize learning uh, based on this and you know the way they frame failure and the way to talk about it the uh, the way they role model failure or mistakes is key to make sure that you know people will try it out and then so the teams will you know, uh, uh, go out of their comfort zone and, you know, experiment and, you know, you know, try out new ideas, challenge themselves. If you play safe uh, or um, then obviously, you know, uh, there's a less chances for success. But also if you punish for mistakes, then, you know, people will be afraid to try it out. 100%. That's a really great advice there. Thank you. And uh, managed to get me back on mute whilst the dog went crazy once again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it goes without saying that attracting and hiring people from all walks of life should be kind of front of mind for for all business leaders um, and at Glovo you're operating in 26 different countries in over 300 cities across Europe, <clears throat> Europe, the Middle East, <clears throat> Africa and Latin America and you also support 1,700 or more employees and are continuing to grow at a very impressive pace. So why is diversity, inclusion and belonging um, so important to the success of the business? Yeah, the big, totally. the big question. <laughs> the big question. Yeah, um, the importance of diversity. So like um, the way I see it and, uh, you know, there's obviously reports like how the, you know the diverse and inclusive companies will achieve better success but uh, like you know, the way i see it and the, and the way it works in my mind is like you know diversity is our reality right 
So it's almost like if we put, if we say it's not important, it's like if we are re neglecting reality, almost mm -hmm. like, because this is a, our daily life at the moment and everybody's not only global, but global at the moment has 49 nationalities. I just checked before our call, like uh, 49 nationalities in a company that is 1,700, right? That, that's, um, that's a big number. So that means a, a lot of perspectives, a lot of mindsets. That's first of all, but this is not a global reality. This is everyone. So like Europe has become this kind of like New York, like a melting pot, right? So like, you know, the, um, you know, I'm Polish and I live in Barcelona and, you know, that there's like, I used to work in Krakow for, uh, uh, before and Krakow was like a, a center of, uh, uh, of different businesses, uh, outsourcing companies, shared services. And, you know, there would be people from Spain, Portugal, Italy, coming to Poland, working there. Um, um, there's the big mi migrations between continents. So this is our daily bread, right? So, and we need to kind of learn how to benefit from it, how to understand, like how to understand it first of all, and then maybe benefit. So um, this is reality. So we cannot neglect, neglect it. And then at the other, on the other hand, like why I think it's important is like you know the times have become a bit complex. Things are ha happening uh, across the world that are like showing that we are still not great in terms of social justice. So like what is happening in states and actually what is happening in Poland at the moment around, you know, uh, LGBTQ community is a bit terrifying. So uh, that's why I think, you know, diversity and inclusion is, should be on the agenda, although it has been for a while and maybe it's, a, it's become a, like a more, more like a kind of cliche topic, but it's it should not be. It's still important because everybody of us bears responsibility on making sure that this world will become a safe place for everybody so that everybody is welcome not only in companies like Glovo that that is our in, in DNA but for everybody so yeah, at Glovo we try to reach out to build external relationships mm -hmm. uh, also to make sure that we are uh, not only inspiring our employees but also inspiring um, people around us so the, the, the criticality comes from of the diversity and inclusion becomes from the, the the current status of of the world so this is the the daily bread but also social justice is still a work in progress so that's my answer i love this statement you know that diversity is our reality it's going to stick with me that one i think that's a really important uh statement um for organizations to to adopt um and clearly globo is a very diverse organization from the figures that you've just mentioned. Um, so on that kind of evolution, um, how would you advise or give guidance when it comes to building an inclusive environment, particularly in an early stage organization, right, where there are many different priorities and, and, and pace tends to do overall um, many other things? Mm -hmm. So my, the idea about diversity that I have is like make it natural, make it organic in a sense. So like you know, um, as I said before, this is the reality. So there will be diverse workforce, whether you like it or not, as a leader or as a recruiter, sorry, or a talent manager, whatever position you have. But basically, um, this this is this is what's happening. So like you uh, you know to succeed, you you just have to accept or actually appreciate that diversity is there. So uh, at the same time, you know, appreciate that and like start with, you know, natural initiatives. So people come to you, if you open up a floor, 
uh, as a leader or as a uh, people department, if you open up, up a floor, then people will come to you hey, say, saying, hey, we want to do something for this community or that community. So this is what happened at Global. Like there, there's like a, an internal uh, group that has been created that's called Unicorns, so mm-hmm. which represents LGBTQ plus community and their allies. And, you know, they just wanted to kind of create themselves, like kind of define themselves that this is us, this is uh, who we are at Glovo. This is uh, 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 this is what we want to achieve. We want to build connections, and then you know this kind of uh, so the responsibility from leadership is like you know give it a space, make it natural, make it organic, uh, and then support. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first advice, and allow them to make connections to leadership teams. Uh, to to between the the, the com- different communities. So this is it. Perfect. That's some great advice. Um, so you've mentioned a couple of kind of tactics to ensure that inclusiveness is kind of organic, cultivated, you know, lived and breathed um, every day inside an organisation. Are there any other initiatives that you have in place or follow to ensure that um, you know, this inclusiveness is is as, as positive a, a statement as it can be. Yeah. So there needs to be a bit of a balance between, you know, uh, organic initiatives that, that will come as, you know, grassroots e- events from the communities, but also the, there needs to be a statement from the company. Mm-hmm. So we need, we, the company needs to make it, you know, clear that we will embed diversity and inclusion as a value to our culture statement that we will embed you know, uh, diversity and inclusion in our uh, leadership development. So diversity and inclusion is a competence, you know, understanding differences, managing differences, managing uh, conversations in like a uh, diverse workforce, uh, uh, diverse environment. So company needs to embed diversity and inclusion to recruitment, to training philosophy, even to performance management. So, you know, to make sure that, you know, we're not allowing and this is a quote, assholes in a company that will, you know, either, you know, uh, be neglecting diversity or will be actually, you know, even representing some toxic behaviors towards uh, 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 minorities or people of different diversities. Mm-hmm. So basically, there also needs to be, you know, a balance between the natural movement and also uh, a kind of a, a, a company-driven philosophies or policies. Yeah. So uh, that's also something that we try to do at Global. I love the kind of the layers um, through the organization and how this is um, everybody's responsibility. This isn't a, a poster on the wall. This isn't one wish of one member of the organization. You know, this is uh, managed, supported and kind of given um, focus at all layers of the organization. So some really great tangible suggestions there that people can can take away. Um, are there any kind of specific diversity and inclusion initiatives or programs that you think have worked particularly well, either at Glovo or inside other organizations that you would recommend other people, leaders or founders should kind of deeply consider? Yeah, um, we do have like one initiative that we are starting. So we're still in a phase of building it. So like um, we try to like bring the topic of uh, psychological safety 
uh, to work because this is a piece of you know uh, a competent uh, a comp of competency of being inclusive. So uh, for us, being inclusive means you know allowing everybody to have a say, allowing everybody to be themselves, allowing everybody to you know to bring ideas, to bring their best talents, to challenge status quo to whomever, whether it's the CEO, the, the head of people, the head of engineering or your colleague that you sit just across the desk with. So basically, you know, being inclusive means also having that comfort and that, that having that confidence. So if you raise your hand and say, you know, things are not working, you'll not be punished. So we're trying to build this kind of channels of open communication. So one channel is obviously talk to your people partner. So um, they should be at least trained to, you know, to gather the feedback and to be able to, uh, to give the best advice what to do with certain situations. Uh, but also like to teach uh, leaders on how to make sure that everybody will feel safe and confident in their workplace. So we're still in like kind of in progress and testing this idea of psychological safety. But you, you, you know, the, the key is that so that everybody feel that you know their status is um, uh, is uh, is uh, is being recognized, so that they're certain what's going on, so that they can build relationship, like which are elements of uh, of the, the inclusive workplace. Mm -hmm. So workshops like this are kind of being started and being on the uh, on the agenda at the moment, and also like uh, you know having a, a person responsible for this. Like having a DNI manager right now, though, that is something that we try to do at the moment. We try to hire a person that will kind of be the glue of all those initiatives that I mentioned before, and this one, mm -hmm. so that there's going to be a, like a, an internal advisor to um, to every stakeholder in the organization on every letter, le level, to Oscar, to our to our, our VPs, to our senior leadership, but also to employees, so mm -hmm. that there's going to be a person that will kind of be the ears and the eyes, but also the voice of everybody, and also to kind of orchestrate the uh, these initiatives that, uh, well, that the ideas, are the, the many ideas that we have, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, global uh, DNI manager and like a piece of advertisement, if you're interested in joining Global, please do apply. Absolutely, and yeah, feel free to um, share the link with me and we can um, make sure we get that shared in the community. Absolutely. And um, you've mentioned that you have these um, employee resource groups at Glovo that are kind of supported, permission is given for. Um, can you kind of go into a little bit more detail about those? I think they're super interesting. Um, so when they're introduced, what is their purpose and what does it look like in practice so people can kind of get a feel of what something like that might look like inside their organization? Yeah, employee resource group is a it's a, it's a big topic uh, across the board at the moment. So like, uh, and it, and it has been for a while. So uh, in in Global we have two at the moment. The one one is uh, the unicorns, the LGBTQ community group, and uh, and it was really an organic one. So like, uh, I really enjoy the, the way it was formed and the way it works. It's it, it started as simply as you know a uh, communication channel on Slack that hey. Let's add everybody that would be interested uh, or in alliance ship uh, across the LGBTQ community. And people have joined. There's already 80 members, which I'm proud of, you know, to be a member of. And, you know, there's like, you know, initiatives that are some, some of them are like fun, even a bit silly. So like, let's watch RuPaul Drag Race together or, you know, let's talk about Eurovision Song Contest and stuff like this. But at the same time, you know, there, you know, we've done a Pride, um, Pride Month, uh, Pride Week 
together. Mm -hmm. There have been some kind of inspiring initiatives, like, you know, we've decorated our houses to be a rainbow houses, and we've shared our kind of born this way gallery pictures of the way we looked mm -hmm. as kids. So, you know, to kind of give representation that, you know, this is natural, that this is something normal, but also to build the alliance, you know, to uh, uh, with people who would like to support um, the, the topic. And then the other uh, ERG that we have at the moment is the, the, the women's community. Yeah. So uh, it also kind of uh, created itself organically. So we did some events for the gender week during the diversity month. And then the group of uh, women gathered together and say, hey, we want something more. We, we expect something even deeper. And right now we're like forming the mission statement for that group. Uh, we're trying to support them. So the again, you know, one piece of advice, like if you want to have ERGs at your co company, make it organic here, like give the space and then they will form, give it a time, you know, be patient, but they will form because as I said, diversity is reality and people like, you know, to be part of something. They people, This is our kind of internal um, uh, the need that we have, the need of belonging. So they will build a community, give it a time. As a, as a leaders, you just need to give a space and then support them. So give, give them tools, like give them communication, access to communication channels, give them uh, support in the way, like, you know, facilitate a workshop for them, how to build a mission statement, uh, help them kind of brainstorm so uh, uh, and then give them visibility to do the senior leadership so that they have also uh, ability to be uh, to have executive sponsors but also to be mentored uh, so mentorship is also quite important okay that's great thank you very much so we're we're starting to emerge some steps forward some steps backward from the uh, from the pandemic um, and look forward to sort of what's next as, as people, leaders and, and businesses as everything evolves. Um, what have been some of your considerations around this topic? And is there anything that you'll be looking to change or evolve over there at um, Globo in light of sort of the uh, ever evolving um, yeah. situation around us? It's a, it's a, I need to say like, it's been, a, a, you know, I'm not sure whether it's like quotable, but I'll say it anyhow because the way I work, like it has been a fantastic learning for us, and it doesn't match maybe the situation. The word fantastic, but at the same time, you know, you get the you know out of the situation, you try to get the best that you can. It's not been an easy period the last three months uh, for anybody, I assume. Uh, but at the same time, we've learned so much about ourselves, about the way we work. So that obviously we want to progress and build on top of this. So we, for example, learned that, you know, remote work works. Mm -hmm. We've learned that, you know, with the tools that we have, we are able to still uh, build relationships. We are able to collaborate. We are able to communicate. Uh, and we've learned that, you know, um, no matter the time, no matter the place, we are still able to deliver amazing results, right? So building on top of that learning, we decided to go even further with the flexible work arrangement. So we will basically um, have the statement and we will implementing this this September already that, uh, you know, we will deliver amazing results wherever, uh, whenever, wherever. So basically we will allow uh, flexibility about for work work from home. We will allow uh, more, even more flexibility around working hours. 
but also we will allow uh, a bit more flexibility on taking time off. So we're, we're not going to be sticking to you know uh, the, the, the limits of holidays. We will allow uh, people to kind of take even more holidays, yeah, depending on how they you know uh, structure the work, how, what's the alignment with the team and their managers. So uh, pretty exciting uh, program to come uh, in collaboration with our um, the uh, uh, Compend Band Department, uh, Learning and Development Department, People Party Support. We heard, we heard, the, we did the the the, the survey to our, to our to all of our employees and to all of our teams, and everybody was like in for uh, allowing more flexibility. So we're doing it. Let's see how it's gonna progress. If we ever talk right. about, I'm happy to share some uh, best practices or feedback how it, it did work for Global. But you know, we're going there. More flexibility. Uh, Fantastic, yeah. Seed has been a remote first business since 2013, and I'm super passionate about you know this statement really resonates with me. Deliver amazing results wherever and whenever. Um, and it's super cool to see that you guys are not just saying, Yeah, you know, work from, from home one more day a week, you're going with two feet uh, into embracing this flexibility. So, uh, congratulations on that one. A fearless approach, I really like it. Collaborative um, effort. Fantastic. A couple of closing questions. Um, is there anything that you're listening to or watching um, for inspiration right now? Yeah, um, I'm a big like a Netflix binger and like, you know, I, I do. But, you know, I, you know, to give it a justice, there's a lot of good TV series at the moment that will actually be about social justice. So uh, um, the, the the last one I just finished is less stateless. Mm -hmm. It's a good TV series. Like it's a, I think it's six episodes about you know um, refugees in Australia. That's a, a big learning for me and an, an eye opener. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, there's a lot of like uh, good TV series that will touch on the topic of social justice, like you know uh, Miss America or like. Um, the morning show even about like how the uh, uh, gender equality at work works uh, in some of the US companies. So, uh, the, you know, uh, although it's like uh, Netflix is, well, Netflix is actually a great thing. It's like, you know, they, they have this kind of uh, social uh, social responsibility mindset also. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously I don't want to talk about TV series, but I, uh, something inspiring. Okay, um, I do read a lot. Um, like my one favorite that I just recommend to everybody is Brenna Brown and there's a couple of books of, about you know personal authenticity which is like a core to be you know uh, uh, you know appreciating diversity and inclusion so about being vulnerable but about being uh, authentic to yourself and being yourself actually so Brenna Brown I would recommend either reading or watching the podcast this TED Talks with her, she's just amazing. So uh, that would be my recommendation. And if nobody, if if you've never seen yet a drag race, this is something that you just need to see. This is like a, a, a TV series that that's fun and quirky and so on. But actually, it brings a, a good message in a sense that you know, you know, be brave about who you are, and like test yourself, experiment with yourself, but be also honest and true about yourself. And yeah, go watch it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And last question before we close. Um, what is one value, phrase or thought that you live by? Yeah, I got that prepared. Um, so, uh, 
Um, yeah, so, uh, and there's this quote by um, Oscar Wilde that uh, I'm just quoting, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And, um, you know, um, and I do believe that this is, um, you know, the core of our existence, you know, to try, you know, understand who we are, because it's going to be much more easier to kind of uh, understand and respect everybody else. So, you know, love yourself and then it's going to be easier to love everybody else. Um, and this is a, a message that maybe I wanted to finish up with. I, I'll do that every day. I, you know, I hate myself in the mornings, but then I say to myself, like, you know, no, go for it, go for it, you know, it's going to be better, you, you're, you're going to make it, so go love yourself, go understand yourself, be yourself. Fantastic. Tomek, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, um, you shared some awesome insights, um, I found this very inspiring for me personally, and I feel like I've learned a huge amount in the, in the last sort of 45 minutes, and I hope that everybody else has. Um, Thank you so much for joining us and continu continuing and focusing on this, this important topic of diversity, inclusion, and sharing real kind of practical guidance on the steps that can be taken um, to scale up initiatives in, in any environment. So thanks again, hugely valuable. Mm -hmm.